Welcome to the Audacity to Podcast, episode 149, 10 email and web addresses every podcast needs. Thank you for joining me for the Audacity to Podcast. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and this is the award-winning how-to podcast about podcasting and using Audacity. It's where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. And it's award-nominated again. We'd love your support in the podcast awards. Please go to theaudacitytopodcast.com slash podcast awards to find out how you can vote for this podcast and our other podcasts in the finalists. And I'll tell you more about that in a little bit later in the episode. But you may not realize that your podcast content, the effectiveness of your podcast goes beyond just what you share inside of your podcast and beyond your production values, whether you're an audio or a video podcast, or if you're one of those friend people podcasting PDFs or EPUBs, then please email me. I want to know if anyone is actually doing that. But if you are, and that is your main content, that is, I know you can get PDFs of like sermon notes and stuff. A lot of churches do that. But your efficiency also depends on certain things that you have set up on your website and that you share those into your podcast. And those would be certain email addresses and web page addresses. And these are 10 things that I think that every podcast needs in order to really be effective. And you'll find yourself having greater success if you can implement some of these things. And these apply to either audio or video podcasts. Now, before I get into this, though, there are three basic things that you need for what I'm about to share with you. I'll go through your own, having your own domain, a contact page, an about page, a show notes page, feedback email address, media email address, your name, an Amazon affiliate link, an iTunes link, and a feed on your site. But for setting up each of these things, there are basically three things that you may need. Number one is you need your permalinks activated inside of WordPress. The way you can tell if you don't have permalinks activated is if you visit a page or a post and you see the URL is something like question mark P equals and then some string of numbers, then you don't have your permalinks set. Your permalinks would be what would give you a nice friendly looking URL like mydomain.com slash blog slash 10 ways to be awesome and separated with hyphens in there. Those would be your permalinks. And you can set these up in many different ways inside of WordPress. If you go to WordPress settings and permalinks, you can activate these. The way that I prefer to do this is just with the very simple method. And that is the permalink that displays with the post or page title instead. That is my default option and it's what I think works the simplest. You may have something though where you have the date in there and that's fine. It's up to you. But do have these permalinks activated and I definitely recommend that your title needs to be part of that permalink. Second thing you'll need is Pretty Link Lite or Pretty Link Pro or some kind of similar friendly URL creation plugin so that you can create a URL without having to create a page. And that URL can point to anything, whether it be an affiliate link or another page on your site. So something that lets you create those URLs. I recommend Pretty Link Pro because it adds some really nice extra features that the free version, Pretty Link Lite, doesn't have. But you can still get away with using Pretty Link Lite for these things. And it, it just 
means there are a couple more steps by like Pretty Link Pro, and I have an affiliate link for that in the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 149. And the third thing that you'll need as a setup is some way of creating email forwarders either with your domain registrar or with your web hosting plan. And usually you can set up your domain or email forwarders at one place or the other, depending on how your hosting is set up. But quite often you can do that with your hosting plan. I'm not saying setting up email accounts, but these can just be forwarders. All of the email addresses I'm mentioning, you can just forward to a Gmail account, a Hotmail account, anything like that, any other account that you have. They don't have to be email accounts that you set up and check and have usernames and passwords and have to add accounts and all of this stuff. But you can set these up to forward to Gmail. You can even send from these email accounts if you use Gmail. And I did a whole episode about how to use Gmail the right way for your podcast over at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 91. But also each of the URLs that you use and that I'm going to recommend for different pages that you're site should have and different URLs you should have don't have to be the final slug for your page. That is, you may have noticed in WordPress that when you write your post title, so if it's 10 ways to be awesome, then your slug by default ends up being 10 hyphen ways hyphen to hyphen be hyphen awesome slash. That's WordPress's default and I do recommend let it be that way unless you want to add some extra search engine optimization into that, which I do with some of my podcasts and I'll talk about those in a later episode, some SEO techniques. But your post title affects that slug and that's fine for that slug and good for that slug, that's the thing between the last couple slashes, it's good for that to be very descriptive and very accurate. So let that be the way it is. Don't change it unless you're adding to it, but don't change that to these things I'm about to recommend. That's why I recommend having something like Pretty Link Lite, Pretty Link Pro, Redirection, or some kind of URL creation plugin that lets you create a friendly URL to go to one of these much longer URLs. Like you could have just slash 10 ways, redirect to 10 hyphen ways, hyphen two, hyphen B, hyphen awesome, slash. And it saves you that time, and then you still get the SEO juice on that domain. So here we go with it. 10 ways to be awesome with your podcast, but 10 email addresses and web addresses every podcast needs. Number one, most important thing, and not all of these things are in order of priority, but the number one most important thing is own your own domain. I think that every podcast out there should have its own domain. I sometimes say even if that domain points to something else like a wordpress.com or libsyn.com or something else like that, that you should at least have your own domain. But I would even say that try not to do that. Make sure that you have your domain and that that's how your site resolves. Or in other words, if someone enters in My Awesome Podcast it doesn't take them to myawesomepodcast.wordpress.com, but it takes them to My Awesome Podcast. It can be powered by wordpress.com. It could be powered by libsyn.com or Blogger or any of these services. They'll let you do that. It costs a little bit more to do that, but it doesn't cost as much as hosting your own website. So if you're on a tight budget, then look at these options. They're usually under $30 per year if you want your own domain to be attached 
to a free third-party hosting service like wordpress.com or blogger and lipson also offers this too with their paid plans that you can set up your own domain to work on their site but own your own domain many of the things i'm about to recommend assume that you own your own domain and won't work if you don't own your own domain especially things like email addresses and if you don't have a domain yet for your podcast I do offer domain registrations and it comes with free privacy registration, which is that alone I think is worth 20 extra dollars according to if you go by GoDaddy's standards. But you can also set up things like email forwarders and stuff with the domain registration that I offer and that's at theaudacitypodcast.com slash domains. That will take you to my business site, djosephdesign.com, but you'll, that's still me. And you can register your domains that way. And if you have any issues, feel free to email me. But so that's the number one thing, your own domain. The rest of these things that are on this list are somewhat in order of priority, but it depends on your specific scenario. So number one, own your own domain. Number two, slash contact or slash feedback page. And when I give you these slash addresses, I do recommend that you have either the page be at this address or you have a redirect that works that points them to the final address. So your contact page may be contact hyphen us, but make sure that slash contact works as well as slash feedback. Because if you want to accept feedback from your audience, share this in your podcast. I do recommend sharing the specific feedback methods in your podcast, like giving the phone number, giving the email address. But sometimes it just works best to simply say, go to myawesomepodcast.com slash contact to find out how you can send us feedback or slash feedback. These are URLs that would be great if every single podcaster out there had these URLs where it could be either slash contact or slash feedback takes you to their feedback page of how you can send feedback. And I do recommend have both slash contact and slash feedback because that way it's more easier it's easier to be understood by your listeners and maybe in some cases they'll think well I don't want to contact you I just want to send you feedback I have seen actually different performance in calling a page feedback versus calling it contact contact seems to imply more direct communication like I want to ask you a question and I want you to reply If you have slash feedback, it seems to imply more that you are sending feedback to them that they may use in the podcast, but they may not necessarily reply back to you. And the information that that page should have, I think, are your email address. Yes, put it in there, but use the Cryptex plugin for for WordPress so that your email address will be encrypted and spam bots can't get it, but your email address will be there, friendly, easy to use. And also have some kind of feedback form. I highly recommend Gravity Forms for this. And I have affiliate, an affiliate link at the website for the show notes for this episode, theaudacitypodcast.com slash 149. But if you can't afford Gravity Forms, which I think makes it so much easier to create a form, then also check out Contact Form 7. It's a free plugin for WordPress that lets you create contact forms and simple feedback forms. That should also be on the page. If you have a telephone number for people to send their feedback, then have that number on your contact page. 
If you have SpeakPipe and it's not already on every single page of your site, then make sure that you have a link or a button here on your contact page. You could even put this link or button again on the contact page, even if you already have the little widget on the side of your page. And if you have a mailing address that you're comfortable giving out, like a business address or a PO box for your podcast, then definitely put that on this page too, because some people will be very interested in sending you stuff and they'll want a way to mail something to you. And I've got some awesome feedback recently. Uh, It's actually feedback from a listener for our Clean Comedy Podcast, but they mailed it to us. It's a giant bouncing ball with their feedback written on the bouncing ball. I think best feedback ever. But they mailed that to us. Some people send us chocolates and special little letters and stuff. It's really cool what we receive for our podcast. But if you have a P.O. box or a business address, then put that on your contact page too. Because some things just don't work to tell everyone in your podcast. When you say, yeah, you can email me, you can send us feedback through the website, you can call this number, you can use SpeakPipe, you can mail us stuff. By then, people might be dozing off and falling asleep. So think about just the core feedback information that you want to share in your podcast or that people need to hear like email address and telephone number might be things that people want to hear or what they can do on a mobile device if they're out remotely listening. That's the kind of feedback information I think you should share. But then you can point them to your contact page or your feedback page for more information. So that's number two, slash contact and slash feedback pointing to your contact or feedback page. Number three, slash about. Don't make iTunes the only place where people who may be interested in subscribing to your podcast can find out what your podcast is actually about. The podcast awards are going on right now, and I have checked out many of the sites for these podcasters, and some of them, I can't find out anything about what their podcast is actually about unless I look up their podcast in iTunes with some of those podcasts, that is, not all of them, but some of them. I've seen this with many other podcasts. I'll go to their site, or someone might tell me even, hey, I started this podcast. I'd love for you to check it out. So I go to their site. I'm trying to figure out what is this podcast about? I I see episodes here. I see show notes. I see subscription buttons. I don't see anything that's about the podcast telling me what the podcast is about. Even if you have a nice SEO sentence on your front page that kind of describes your podcast still have an about page. This could be the same information that you put in iTunes. This could be a little bit more. This could be about your podcast and it could be about each of your podcast hosts. So this could be your spot for your bio and such, but make sure that people can access that page from slash about because it's it's very easy then for them to get to that page as some people may be trying to guess or it can be something easy for you to be able to link people to instead of trying to remember was it slash about our podcast or slash about us or what was it just make sure that slash about works and you can get them there that's number three slash about number four slash number This would be your podcast show notes. And as you know, one of my big pet peeves is when podcasters tell their audience to find something. Don't do that. Don't make your audience have to look for your show notes. 
give them an easy URL to your show notes. However you number your episodes or name your episodes, make something that's easy for them. So instead of my telling you, go to theaudacitypodcast.com and look for the show notes or find the show notes for episode 149, I just tell you theaudacitypodcast.com slash 149. There are complicated ways that you can set up something like this, and I, of course, am doing it with a complicated way, but Pretty Link can help you do this very easily. Pretty Link Lite has a couple more steps where you have to paste in some URLs and set slash one or slash 50 or slash 150, but Pretty Link Pro lets you create that friendly URL on the post editing page, which I think that alone is worth the $37 for the plugin. And again, you can check out my affiliate link in the show notes for this episode. But when you make this slash number page or the URL, again, do not change your post slug to be this. Then you're losing a lot of search engine optimization. But I recommend have no leading zeros in this. So you don't want episode one to be slash zero zero one. What happens if you make it to episode 1000? Do you have to go back and change all of your uh, leading zeros to now be three leading zeros instead of just two? Don't put yourself in that kind of situation. Just make it slash one, slash two, slash 10, slash 150. And then it's very easy for people to remember because adding that leading zero is really unnecessary in the world of these well we're not sorting your urls alphabetically most likely no one is doing that so it doesn't have to be zero one zero two zero five and so on in order to make sure that these are sorted alphabetically make it easy for yourself make it easier for your audience and just do slash one slash five slash 50, slash 99, slash 100, slash 1000, whatever it is. And you can do some of this fancy stuff to account for the leading zeros, whether they're there, by some regular expressions or regex commands. And you can also uh, do that in the HT access file for your WordPress site. Or if you use the redirection plugin for WordPress, you can set up some of this stuff. But I don't necessarily recommend it. If you comment on the show notes, then asking like, what would the exact regular expressions be? Then I'll put it in the show notes, but it's it's just too hard to explain and wouldn't apply to most of you. But if you're interested in that, comment on the show notes and I'll put that in there. But that's number four, slash number. Make it easy for people to get to your show notes. And if you're doing something like seasons, where you have season three, season four, season five, This issue came up with one of my Noodle Mix Network affiliates, Jason Rennie, who hosts Sci-Fi Show and uh, Christian Meets World on Noodle Mix Network, and he wants to do seasons for his podcast. So what we're doing is something similar to the way that TV shows are numbered with their seasons, where they have 101 is season one, episode one. 105 season one episode five and so on or 301 season three episode one so you could do something like that with your podcast i recommend don't tell people this is episode 301 because that's misleading but have something on your site that makes it look more like 301 or make sure there's that differentiating factor there so they don't think you're on your 300th episode but you're on the third season and you can do that again with your urls or maybe you have a word 
Maybe it's the name of the person that's a guest in your episode. But there you have to sometimes be concerned about spelling and how it looks when you squash their names together. If it's forming any profanities or anything like that, then be cautious of that. But that's number four slash number for your episode show notes. Number five, an email address, feedback at yourpodcast.com. If you want email from your audience, then I think your email address needs to be something that's easy for them to spell and write and easy for you to say. I think the most popular choice for this is feedback at yourpodcast.com because it very clearly communicates what this email address is for. If you use something like suggestion box, well, that's kind of hard to say, maybe a little bit hard to type. If you do something like podcast, then it's very restricting to your media. But if you do something generic like feedback, then that works great. I've heard some people use talk, but then are you really talking? No, you're not talking, you're writing. It just doesn't fit. So I recommend feedback at yourpodcast.com as something that we could shoot for as a standard. This is what I hear most podcasters use. There's certainly no requirement that it has to be like this, but this makes it very easy, especially if someone can't remember your email address. Even if you give out something else, make feedback at yourpodcast.com work so that they could guess and still get you. And I, of course, another pet peeve of mine, highly, highly stay away from, I highly recommend staying away from using an at Gmail or anything other than your own domain for a podcast address. If it's yourpodcast at gmail.com, no, that's a little bit painful, but check out episode 91, theaudacitypodcast.com slash 91, where I talked about how you can use Gmail for your podcast the right way. And you can use Gmail, your personal Gmail account or some other Gmail account, but not have to give out an at gmail.com address. So that way you can have feedback at yourpodcast.com then points to your Gmail account, which is what I do. All of my email addresses point to my Gmail account and I can send from my Gmail account by using that podcast. So most people don't know my Gmail account because it's sending from feedback at whateverpodcastdomain.com. That's number five, feedback at email address. Number six, media at email address. If you have a podcast that you want to be taken seriously as a member of the press and you want special access to events or resources, then make a media at yourpodcast.com email address. There are even some companies that will not allow press access to their certain resources unless they have a media email address. We ran into this with one of our TV show fan podcasts on Noodle Mix Network where we wanted to get press access into certain assets for the TV show and get early access to images, pictures, screenshots, press releases, all of that kind of stuff. They would not do it until we had that media email address. As soon as we did, the next day, they gave approval and we had an account for this podcast. So have this media at email address. And this is a great thing that then when you communicate with these companies and you want to be taken as a member of the press, they'll see this and 
it seems a bit more official too to have media. And then it's not just a a fun sounding thing like social media, but it's more professional level sounding media at yourpodcast.com. So that's number six, media at. Number seven, your name at podcast email address. For more personal correspondence or when you are wanting to email someone officially from your podcast, but it, it needs to be more identified with you, then I recommend have your name at yourpodcast.com. This could be your first name or it could be first initial, last name, whichever format you decide to go with. But this makes it great for being able to have that communication go through the email address. It's a bit more personal. And this is also great if you have a team of people with access to these other email addresses that now here's an email address you can use for yourself. I do this with our Once Upon a Time podcast and Wonderland podcast, where we have a feedback email address, a media email address, and the rest of our podcast team has access to those email addresses that they can receive the emails and such. But I tell people, if you need to contact me directly and privately, then email Daniel at oncepodcast.com. And when I contact these companies or potential sponsors, I email from Daniel at oncepodcast.com. So even the email address shows that this is coming from an individual person who has their own email address associated with the podcast. And it makes it seem more like a business, especially when each person on the podcast gets their own email address. I know that Todd and Rob from New Media Show also do this, and they mention it in their podcast. They say, you can email us, todd at newmediashow.com or rob at newmediashow.com. So they have those nice email addresses. And then for you, what this does that's great is you can sort your feedback emails so that even though you may have all of these email addresses for yourpodcast.com domain, you can have them sorted based on is it to feedback, is it to media, is it to your name, and then that way it can have better priority in your inbox, all of these cool things that you can do with that. And those are three email addresses that I think you should have for your podcast. You can set these up either at your web host, most likely if you're using a place like Bluehost or HostGator, then most likely you would be able to set these up in your control panel for your website. But if you're doing something more advanced, then maybe you would set these up with your domain registrar. And that's where you'd set up either a full-fledged email account or just an email forwarder, which is what I recommend for these cases, just an email forwarder so you can continue using the tools you prefer. Getting back to web pages then, number eight, slash Amazon. Amazon.com is a great way to earn affiliate income. A lot of people are shopping on Amazon. It's very easy to earn money on Amazon. And having a slash Amazon page is common among podcasters, but I what I often see podcasters do is they will embed an Amazon store or an A store onto that page so that someone can visit that page on their site. They can purchase stuff from Amazon that they recommend and be finished. That's nice, but there's a downside to this. Generally, when you do this, people can only purchase the items that you recommend. 
But what if I want to purchase something else completely different from what you recommend? What if I'm just shopping on Amazon, I decide to buy something from your store that you recommend, and I realize, oh, you know what, as long as I'm ordering and I'm going to get free shipping, I also want to add this other item. Well, then it becomes a bit more complicated to do. Or if your audience wants to support you by visiting your Amazon affiliate link, but not purchasing any of the things that you recommend, then if you're using an Amazon store on your page, then they can't do this very easily. They have to go through items that you already link to. So I recommend have a slash Amazon link. And you can speak this in your podcast. You can say, if you'd like to support us, then please visit mypodcast.com slash Amazon before you shop at Amazon, and then we'll get a portion of your purchase. This is also great for people who, out of the blue, decide they want to sponsor you. There are some podcasts that I'll occasionally cycle through which podcasters I'll support when I need to place an order on Amazon. And there's one podcaster in particular that I love their work, I really want to support them, but I cannot find an Amazon affiliate link from their site. I find an Amazon store, but I need to purchase stuff they don't recommend. I can find certain product links, but again, they're Amazon store links, not links to amazon.com. I somehow eventually found an Amazon affiliate link that took me to amazon.com buried somewhere in the site, and I haven't been able to find it since then. So I just can't use their affiliate links anymore because it's just too hard. So make a slash Amazon, and this is something that you can link to from banners on your site. You can say, you can link it in text, say shop at amazon.com. And by the way, if you use Pretty Link Pro, you could have certain phrases like that automatically always hyperlink to your affiliate link. But this can also be a way that if someone just wants to support you, then they can decide, oh, I'll visit so-and-so's.com slash Amazon before I shop at Amazon. And it's very easy then to speak into your podcast. That's number eight, slash Amazon. Number nine, slash iTunes. Remember my pet peeve about asking people to find something? I think iTunes links are the biggest offenders in this regard because so many people will say, find us in iTunes or search for blah, blah, blah in iTunes. No, don't do it that way. Please make an easy to use iTunes link for your podcast that takes them directly to iTunes. I recommend using an affiliate link system for this because then that also adds for one thing, your ability to possibly make some money if they decide to purchase any apps or music or games or anything like that, movies, while they're in iTunes within 72 hours of clicking your link. But also, the affiliate links do a little bit better of a job of opening directly in iTunes so they don't have to click something on a web page that says open in iTunes. It just opens in iTunes for them. I have a video about this over at theaudacitypodcast.com slash iTunes links. The video is a little bit outdated because iTunes changed from using link share to now they use PHG, but the process is essentially the same. Now the links look a bit easier, and it is now a bit easier to generate your own links because you could just paste a certain piece of code at the end of your links. But the process for creating your links and what the links do is still pretty much the same. It's just now with PHG 
instead of LinkShare. So if you had an affiliate relationship before with Apple through LinkShare, you do need to switch that over to PHG because already you're no longer earning any income on those iTunes affiliate links. So you do have to go back and update all of your links. I know, absolutely dreadful. Maybe I'll cover how to do that in a future video episode. But number nine slash iTunes makes it very easy for people to jump to iTunes and subscribe to your podcast that way to leave ratings and reviews, mark other reviews as helpful. It's easy for you to remember too, because you can put that in emails, you can put that in tweets, you can put that in status updates, wherever, to tell people how they can subscribe to your podcast in iTunes, and then it's easy in your podcast to be able to speak that instead of telling people to find something in iTunes. And as long as I'm mentioning iTunes, I want to give big thanks to several people who have recently left kind reviews for me in iTunes. Beaverst and VD George, John BDC, and Boulder1958. Thank you so much for your iTunes reviews over at theaudacitypodcast.com slash iTunes. I really appreciate those. So that's number nine, slash iTunes. Number 10, this one's a bit more technical, slash feed. You may never ever speak the URL myawesomepodcast.com slash feed. You may never ever paste this anywhere on your site, but it's good to have as a standard that's on your site and make sure that this slash feed and whatever feed you get from your page, whatever RSS feed you get from your WordPress site or whatever site you have that's slash feed, make sure that feed is podcast ready and that it could work in iTunes or any kind of podcast program that someone will use. If you are not in the podcast directory of choice by your potential subscribers, they may try to manually subscribe to your podcast, and they may guess slash feed as your feed. And WordPress, by default, does put out a slash feed RSS feed, and that is if you have your permalinks set. PowerPress then has an option inside of it that you can tell it whether you want to enhance for podcasting only your podcast feed, your channel feed and such, which would be something like slash feed slash podcast or your category feeds, or if you don't want it to enhance any of your feeds, or if you want it to enhance every single RSS feed from your site. I recommend that option every single RSS feed from your site. And this is what makes category podcasting completely unnecessary if you only have one podcast from your site. Even if you're putting that podcast in its own category, then you don't need category podcasting. You just set everything up from your main PowerPress feed and you can still pull a category only feed, but it will be enhanced anyway by PowerPress as long as PowerPress is set to enhance every feed from your site then slash feed or slash category name slash feed, whatever, will be enhanced and work in iTunes and any kind of podcast catcher out there. So that's number 10, slash feed from your site. And make sure it is optimized to be podcast compatible, not necessarily podcast only. So you can get these links and information that I mentioned in the show notes at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 149. And I'd love to hear from you in the comments of what you think of this list. Is there something you disagree with? Or is there something that you think was left out from this list of a URL 
or an email address that you should have for a podcast, please comment on the show notes at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 149. I'd also love to hear from you of what you'd like me to cover in a future episode of the Audacity to Podcast. You can email feedback at theaudacitytopodcast.com or call and leave a voicemail at 903-231-2221. You can also go to the Audacity to Podcast on your computer or iOS device and send a voice message right from the website. Now I've got four announcements for you, some cool things coming up. First, Podcast Awards are currently in their voting stage through November 15th. I have several podcasts in finalists, and please go vote for our podcasts every day, as well as vote for all of your other favorite podcasts every day. Don't try to manipulate the vote by using multiple email addresses, but it is okay if your office wants to vote for your favorite podcasts or multiple family members, but don't try to hack the system. But please go to theaudacitytopodcast.com slash podcast awards to find out how you can vote for all of our podcasts. Or here's the quick list. Under both people's choice and business categories, vote for beyond the to-do list. Under best produced, vote for once, once upon a time podcast. Under comedy, vote for the ramen noodle, clean comedy. Under religion inspiration, vote for are you just watching And under technology, vote for the Audacity to Podcast. And I'm going to give a shout out, official recommendation here. Under general, please vote for my friend Dave Jackson with School of Podcasting. And I have other recommendations too, which you can find my complete list of who else I'm voting for in the awards over at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash podcast awards. If you have a podcast in the awards, and it's not in my list that I'm voting for, please tell me about it. Either comment on the notes or email me because I want to vote for you. If you have something I'm not already voting for, please let me know, and I'd love to share that with the community too in that blog post at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash podcast awards. New Media Expo is coming up, and that's where the podcast awards ceremony will be. We won't find out who wins the awards until New Media Expo. And you can sign up with my promo code DANIEL20 by visiting theaudacitypodcast.com slash NMX. And I would love to see you there. Ray Ortega, Dave Jackson, and I will be hosting a panel on how to grow your podcast audience from hundreds to thousands. I'm really looking forward to it. We've got some really cool things, some completely fringe, off-the-wall ideas, free ideas, paid ideas, some really cool things. I know you would love that kind of content. And we'll probably share it after New Media Expo as well, but you'll just get so much more of the experience there at New Media Expo. And speaking of Dave Jackson and Ray Ortega, Podcasters Roundtable. I haven't been on the last two roundtables that they've had, but they've been some great roundtables. Please go check that out. Subscribe to Podcasters Roundtable over at podcastersroundtable.com. Last announcement then is I'm part of the Tech Podcast Network, and we're going to the Consumer Electronics Show again in 2014. And this is something really exciting that we do in the Tech Podcast Network. CES is an awesome place to be, and we rent a spot, set up a booth, cameras, and live stream the event all week long, as well as have teams on the floor finding these different vendors, discovering awesome products, and reviewing these in our videos. And we have some major sponsors, and we're working on more major sponsors, but we're giving you a chance to be part of the action 
and get your podcast name or your business name in front of many people. And you can do that by joining the crowdfund campaign for CES 2014. Check out tpn.tv slash crowdfund. You can start for as little as $10 or you can be at $25 and you get a t-shirt or $40 and you can get matching t-shirts for yourself and a loved one or maybe you just love us so much that you want two t-shirts. And you can also do things like support our taxi rides, our hotel rooms, our air travel, and so much more. That's at tpn.tv slash crowdfund. We have a goal to raise $5,000 to bring the whole crew out there to Las Vegas for CES. It's right after New Media Expo, and we'd love to be working with you in that and helping you out too. So please check out the crowdfund at tpn.tv slash crowdfund. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Audacity Podcast. I host this show live in audio-only format on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. That's over at theaudacitypodcast.com slash live. And thank you so much to those who are joining me for the live show. I'd love to hear from you what you'd like me to cover in a future episode. Email feedback at theaudacitypodcast.com or call 903-231-2221. You can also go to theaudacitypodcast.com on your computer or iOS device and send a voice message right from the website. The next episode, episode 150, is going to be a bit of a look back that might be helpful to you. I'm going to share mistakes that I made and how I overcame them and what you can learn from them. If you want to send some feedback for that too and share some of your mistakes, I'd love to hear from you as well. And that's send that to any of the feedback channels that I previously mentioned. Please also follow me on Twitter at The Ramen Noodle. And now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. I'm Daniel J. Lewis from theaudacitytopodcast.com. Thank you for listening. The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. And please vote for all of our podcasts every single day in the podcast awards and sign up for a daily reminder email to help you with that over at theaudacitypodcast.com slash podcast awards. The Audacity to Podcast is also a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Find more at techpodcast.com where you can find all kinds of podcasts about technology and all family friendly. That's at techpodcast.com and join our crowdfund campaign for CES coverage at tpn.tv slash crowdfund.